can take a trip, go to Thailand, or wherever you want it, babe. We can make a movie, let me set the camera up. You can be the director, babe. How you do that? Girl, you got it all, but you knew that. You don't want to get involved, you've been through that. Leave everything at home, we'll be right back. All I want to do is make you mine. Oh, no, forget about the past. Oh, no. Don't look back. Only when I hit it from the back. Oh, no. Give me everything you got lately Have I told you you're beautiful Have I told you I love you so Baby, all I wanna do is Give you that life You gon' love it by the end of the night All I wanna do All I wanna do is put it in your life Make everything alright like oh Episode number four The Couples Therapy Podcast We in the building Hey y'all. It's B and B. We're gonna figure it out. It's gonna get there. Bear <laughs> with us. <laughs> Bear with us. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna write this somehow. Whew. Coming in on I ain't even gonna tell y'all what today is, but Fourth of July week. Just put it that way. Fourth of July week. Yeah. It seems like we only record on holidays. We do record on it's a lot of holidays. In this little Little stretch in the summertime. In the summertime, I guess. And you would think it's not though, but for real, for real, it is. Anyway, uh, we're in the building. Um, one of these days, I'm gonna get these air horns the way I want them to go. I just, I need it to. I'm gonna get it right. <clears throat> Those of y'all that's listening, turn you, turn it down if it's a little loud or whatever the case is, but. We're in the building. We got our notes. We're ready to go. We're about to give y'all a very, very interesting episode going on what we promised you that we was going to give y'all. This episode is going to be entitled BET Do Better. That's just straight up and down. This is what we're going to get to. We're going to do our normal format, but we're going to get to that this week because it's a lot that I have to say about that. And then right back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you lit the fire. You got me all started. I like the fire. Instagram lit the fire. Instagram be out here giving us little layups, and we dunk that junk. You know what I'm saying? So you know we be out here up here hitting these shots. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't noticed, or if you don't know, if you live under the rock, LeBron is playing for (laughs) the rock or a rock. Plymouth Rock landing on us. (laughs) (laughs) The rock. Anyway, LeBron is for the Lakers now, so we're going to have a lot of Lakers fans again. We're going to have a lot of Lakers fans again. So, listen. No, I wasn't saying listen. I was saying you're talking loud. Listen. You can hear me really, really good right now. Okay. We'll see you in post. Anyway. So, let's go ahead and get it started. We're going to hit y'all up with uh, Back in My Day, like always, because we like nostalgia, right, babe? We like talking about back in the good old days. These kids nowadays. First off, you it just talk hit like me. you fifty. It just hit me These like kids nowadays. Kids no. do not have Toys R Us no more. They don't. And I realize do they care? They, they don't, don't care. They don't we care. And it's funny because my little cousins. I was back home from my great grandma's funeral, and all my little cousins. They are spanning between the age of three. To Johnny's ten, maybe eleven now. I think he's ten. He just ten, but 
be, behind him, the youngest behind him is like seven, I think. Naomi and DJ are like seven. And then the rest of them going all the way down to two or three years old. These kids did not have not a single toy in the house. They don't need toys because all their toys is on the tablet. Everybody was asking for everybody's cell phone. Ooh, can I see your cell phone? Ooh, can I see your cell phone? I had to tell myself for kids. <laughs> I just had to let them straight up and down. And you ain't got the password for this cuz. But, um, yeah. Kids don't have toys. Already. They don't have toys. And then what made it worse, and then I had to look at myself at the same time, but I looked at my little cousin, Brianna. She was watching YouTube. And what she was watching was little kids playing with toys. Weird, right? No. They were watching kids playing with toys. I'm just like, how is that fascinating? The same way people watch vloggers. I watch True. I watch one True. particular fam vlogging family, shout out uh Daily Davisons. And I literally just watch them do the same thing I do. Wake up. Go to work. Well, they got kids and I don't have nothing, but they wake up, they go to work, they take care of their kids. They don't do nothing but live their life. And we watch it like we anything do. else. So kids is the same thing. I forgot who was talking about that. And they were like, my kids be on YouTube watching other kids play and they don't even go outside and play. I'll be like, you do it's the same wild, thing. Yo. It's so wild. But then, yeah, like the I said, thing. I had to look at myself though because... I watch people play video games. You do. And I said that when you when you called me and you was trying to get her to talk to me and she won't farting at you knowing me. This is true. And you was like, say hey. I was like, she don't got to speak. She doing what she doing. And you was like, I can't believe she in here watching kids play toys. I was like, bro, you watch kids. I mean, people do computer games and video games. The reason, I have a real good reason. And they I do too. It. They do too. You would say you do, and they would say they do. I, I'm trying to figure out what it is, because I know the reason why I watch kids, I mean, not kids, but people play video games, because I suck at them. So I like watching people play them well. Well, they might have, they might be watching games that they mom and dad ain't going to buy. That's why I was thinking I was like, toys that they'll never get, so they just want to see how they're played with, and how much fun you could have had if you had them. <laughs> but anyway, this could have been you. This could have been me. I could have been playing with my toy like that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so that was what I wanted to start it off with because it was a meme on uh, Instagram that had me weak. Uh, they had the the Mexican candles in the memorial picture for Jeffrey. <laughs> I, for Jeffrey the giraffe outside of uh, it was like a memorial setup outside of uh, Toys R Us. It's crazy. <laughs> I got so many memories about Toys R Us, man. I don't because my mom ain't <sighs> take me to Toys R Us. My mom used to take me to Toys R Us, man. I did trans. I got this TV from Toys R Us when I met the dude on Craigslist. And I was like, Toys R Us would be a safe, neutral location. We can't nobody <laughs> get hurt. We did our transaction up there at Toys R Us. I'm the only one on the military. <sighs> Toys R Us, man. I got the big book. Right, Christmas. we used to get that big book. That used to be the biggest. I don't know deal, why. Yo. I don't know why I got it. Cause and I was getting nothing out of it. Did y'all used to do the same thing we used to do? Like Circle. me and my cousin, we used to get in a little group and we'd be turning the page. I want this. I want then we just be hitting it with I want. I want. I want. And we'd just be saying. No, I, I just sat at the table 
eating breakfast. Now this nigga thought she was doing that motherfucking stocks. <laughs> Don't worry about what I was she doing. Red thighs on. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody joke you and your friends for talking about the toys y'all wanted. Bro, I just sat there with a thing and just read it, and I didn't like marking my pages, so I would just fold the tip of it and then put a star. The Barbie Jeep and put a star beside it. I did get stuff, but most of the time, I don't think it came from Toys R Us. (laughs) KB Toys. (laughs) Don't sleep on KB Toys. First of all, but a lot of stuff. No, I take that. No. KB Toys. What place? What place would have stuff that's not from? Toys R Us. Can't be doing. How long has Walmart been out? Walmart's been around for a yeah, long time. Yeah, Walmart kind of fucked it up, but Walmart wasn't hitting on Toys R Us. I don't know. If Toys R Us had... has exclusives. They still had exclusives. It might have had. It might have had. It might have been Toys R Us because like I got Easy Bake Oven yeah, and Barbie Jeeps, and you can't. Well, now you can. You can now, yeah. So maybe I did, but maybe it was just like certain things. I don't know. That's crazy though. Like we. I don't remember walking into a Toys R Us and picking out a toy. The commercials were legendary. I don't remember no Toys R Us commercial. Commercial. Oh, you talking about like the toy commercial? Yeah, the toy commercials were what made made everything so. Like these kids don't even have toy commercials. They do. They have toys on the commercials when you watch um cartoons. No, yeah, but uh, Disney Channel and all that stuff. What are they toy commercials about? They still got like the little matchbox and stuff and the Legos. The things you put together, Nerf guns. We see mad toy commercial. But you had the Easy Bay, you had Light Bright commercial. There's so many big things. Etch a sketch. They still had it. Flown. They don't got flown no more because these kids are making their own slime. DIY. My um little cousin, friend, was making slime. And she was selling that joint. I was like, you a hustler. I ain't gonna lie. We used to sell crazy stuff. Did y'all used to sell uh, Kool-Aid in elementary school? No. We drank Kool-Aid at home. We used to sell the Mix Kool-Aid Mix it with powder. sugar. Yeah, a lot of people used to do that. They used to eat not, Kool-Aid powder? Not sell it. But I seen people mix it with sugar like it was a pixie stick. Yeah. I'm like, dude, pixie sticks are like ten cents. Go buy a pixie stick. But this was better because you had a big old bag full of Kool Aid. My mama ain't letting me walk out the house Your with mom. her good Kool Aid. Yeah. You better but put we that get it back. Ourselves. We couldn't even. Y'all didn't have corner stores. Who used to buy Kool Aid from where? Cause you used to have to re up. But when you got your lunch money, up, nigga, sometimes you had to sacrifice. That's what we used to sell it like on some realness. We used to sell everything. And this is why there's a pipeline to prison. Bro, we used to sell Little boys out shit. here selling. We used, to sell, we used to draw Dragon Ball Z pictures and sell those. Ain't nobody's. No, legit. There was like one artsy person in the class who used to draw stuff. Yeah, we used to sell it for like a dollar. We used to do that. What else we used to sell? We used to do origami. And we could sell origami. We used to ain't sell origami. selling origami. We I read, swear we used to sell origami. We ain't sell origami. You know what we did in elementary school? We read the paper cranes, the book, and then the back it teaches you how to make a couple different cranes, and we all made it as a class, so it ain't no need to sell it. When See, this is what's going to hit home thing. for my people back home, because anybody that's from my city that's going to that's gonna listen to this, they're going to understand where I'm coming from. We did not do nothing in elementary school. They used to turn the lights off because we were so bad. 
And that was the only way of trying to calm us down. Quiet. Yeah, and then they used to have to make us put up the peace sign. The peace sign? Y'all so hood. It was weird. We used to have to put up the peace sign. It was to increase the peace, be quiet, da 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 The teacher used to try to get control of the class. This was at Dora Ryder, y'all. So anybody that went to Dora Ryder and was in the neighborhood program, or even in the challenge program, they knew what we were talking about with the, the challenge neighborhood program. neighborhood program. We, <laughs> all right, so this is about to be a whole section, y'all. This is about to be a whole section. This is about to be a whole section, Brittany. You just opened up a whole can of worms. Yeah. You done opened up a whole can of worms. Our school was so segregated. You had the gifted kids, you had the challenge program, and then you had the So what challenge program. kids with special needs? No, the challenge program was the kids who was the magnet kids. They All in the same school. Challenges. Yeah. The neighborhood kids was the kids from the neighborhood. The school was in the middle of the hood. So, the challenge kids weren't from the neighborhood? They, Why they call it they that? I don't were, like the way they call it. Exactly. Like it's it. kind of fucked up. But parents didn't say nothing about it. Parents didn't say nothing about it. And it's funny because my mom... Okay. My mom... Um, I ain't even gonna put her on back like that, but See? hindsight twenty twenty, she was like, Bruce, I should have put you in the challenge program. She was like, You were smart enough to do it. She was like, I just want pen like she was just like, I didn't think nothing of it. She was like, I thought I didn't know the school was that segregated. And it was, but they used to make us go to lunch at separate times. They used to make us sit in separate parts of the lunch if we did go to lunch at the same time. We used to have a recess at different times. They used to make us line up on separate sides. Like the neighborhood kids Looking just had lined up on this side. Why did they call? Why did nobody challenge this? Hindsight twenty twenty, I was like, I would have tore the whole damn school down. Well, you had to get the kids. The get the kids was the kids who were like, they were super smart and once in specific thing, or like the talented. It was like the what's the uh, the performing arts kids, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. They were the super duper smart kids in one specific area, like sciences and math or whatever the case is. They had a whole floor. The challenge kids had a whole floor. The neighborhood program, they had the bottom floor. They ain't even want us going upstairs. <laughs> Y'all bottom bro, feeders, so bro. stay on the bottom. And we didn't even have classrooms. We had dividers. Now, granted, a lot of elementary schools had dividers, so I'm not going to say that was what a big What do you mean thing. dividers? We didn't have real rooms. I didn't have a classroom until I got the... Basically, middle school, kindergarten all the way up to fifth grade, we had dividers, so you could see people in the other classes. Yo, what up, my nigga? Da, 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 da. We going to hang out at lunch or whatever the case was. But um, yeah, it was a segregated school essentially. It was a segregated, super segregated school. Um, but um, yeah, that's just one of those things. Dora Ryder, it was a good school though. And what fucked me up about it altogether was. I feel like I was one of the few kids that made it out of the neighborhood program for for. I'm not saying I wanted the only ones or whatever the case was, but a lot of them dead. A lot of my friends is dead from the neighborhood program. A lot of them didn't go to school. Some of them did. A lot of us did. I'm not going to say a lot of us didn't. But you just say you was one of the few, now it's a lot. You don't know. I'm talking about one of the few that like moved out of the city and stuff like that and out of the state. Like. Out of all the kids that was down there, it was probably 50 kids that went to school and did all that shit. Like, the neighborhood, pro- now the challenge program, what tripped me out about it was those the kids, they felt like they were better than us. Their parents was involved into their school. They was 
super all of them had all the projects, all the good stuff. The neighborhood program was the kid that their parents sent them to school because they just had to by law. Um, by the time we got out of high school, though, we was all integrated, so it wasn't no more segregation. So them, they, but they still had this little classism thing about them feeling like they were better than us, even in high school. And I couldn't stand with I couldn't stand them niggas, bro. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault. It was the school fault. They divided us. Like they used to make us play football against each other. Like at recess, we were like gangs, yo. That shit was like West Side Story or some shit. Like we couldn't stand them. They couldn't stand us. They used to talk about us. We used to talk about them. We had a food fight, challenge program versus neighborhood program. Like it was like the, the hood. Like it was gangs. But we all ended up going to high school together, and ironically, a lot of them niggas didn't end up being nothing. Some of them did, but a lot of them didn't. Still in Flint, ain't doing shit. But anyway, though, I digress. You showed the background. <laughs> um, but you opened up a can of worms. Dora Ryder was such a good school, good-looking school, but it was so fucked up, like, systematically. Um, all right. Another topic I wanted to talk about. We're going to have to speed this shit up. But, you um, want to talk about your child? You went back. I did. Because I don't think I ever told you about that story. You did. I told you about the Multiple challenge times. program, neighborhood program? Yeah. I don't recall. But anyway. <laughs> That's um, fine. I'll hear it again one day. A moment, something from your childhood that made you the person that you are today or something that was really, really extreme character building for you growing up. Character building? Yeah, like help you build your self-esteem, help you build your confidence. Something that you can teach to your child one day. Or just something that you just know is what made you a stable and confident person. Or do you see yourself as a stable and confident person? I mean, who would say no? I don't see myself as a stable and confident person. The first first (laughs) step is admitting. Nah. Um, I don't know. I guess I did a lot of stuff. And I think that was what did it. I did a lot of stuff. Different activities and youth groups and mm-hmm. just being exposed to a lot of stuff when I was younger. That was pretty much it. Yeah. I'll give you my particulars since you don't want to do dive in. No, I mean, me. I did say like being in youth group. I was in the children's choir. I was on the step team. I was like one of the youngest kids allowed to be on the step team at my old church. So it was a lot like, of church stuff that helped you with Yeah, this. but like outside stuff too, like um, trips that would be sponsored by school that would take us different places and just like activities that my parents would put me in that you just, it just builds character. Yeah. Childhood, for me, I thank God for this almost every day because I, I think about it a lot now that I'm older. A lot when I was younger, I never saw the value in it. But um, we had this thing called Freedom School that we used to have to do every Saturday through the NAACP program in our city. Right. From the hood to the freedom. <laughs> Sounds like some slavery. It was Freedom School. What she did... It was my underline. She was twelve she was, years of freedom school. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Are you, you done? <laughs> nah, nigga, I ain't done. Anyway. I'm gonna just stop. 
God, you gotta try to play me, dude. Ain't nobody playing y'all. Who cool. I'm, you know I'm one with titles. Like I come up with a good title for you. Yeah. I could have came up with something better than Freedom School. Freedom School is something that's right. nationally known, though. Harriet Tubman was teaching. Every NAACP drink. program has a Freedom School. It sure would be the NAACP, wouldn't it? Anyway, let me tell you what Freedom School is. People who don't know. Essentially, what it is is that um, well, my auntie she was over it in Flint because she was the president at the of the NWCP for years, and um, basically she would get all the kids from the neighborhood, and she would bring them in a classroom setting every Saturday, and it was all age groups. You had you know five all the way up to eighteen, and it's basically teaching you about African American history. The stuff they don't teach you in school. And they really didn't teach you in school at the time. Everybody knows that your black history lesson in school was, y'all were slaves. Then uh, Abraham said y'all can be free. We and got more that. than that. Y'all probably got more than that down here. We didn't get more than that up there. I didn't get no real black history class until I got to college. Until North State. Yeah, North State. And them niggas drilled that shit in my ass. I had a class called Geography of Slavery. <laughs> them niggas taking me to plantations for field trips to the south that was a big deal to me but um had us reading all type of crazy books but um yeah freedom school she I, the, the biggest thing I remember about it and the most influential thing that I remember about freedom school and this might have been unique to my auntie's freedom school at the time she had this really big old mirror it was like something out of the whiz or some shit but it was huge it was probably about as Half of that door, but the same wideness of it. And it had a little gold door. crown molding stuff on the side of whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Like the real fancy porcelain looking stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she used to have us sit in front of it. She would get every kid in there and we had to sit in front of it and look at it. And she'd be like, say this. I know me. I love me. And God lives within me. And she'd have us say it all the time. And if we would just be there like, I know me. I love me. So mantras. Yeah, mantras. That's the thing. Yeah. She was like, say it with some conviction. All that say, say like, mantras was the thing. Brittany, don't be rushing me. I got to build the story. I have to build the story. It was very influential. They ain't trying to be she had so many house. different mantras that we used to say as kids that it really built me up, like to the point where as I got older, me being a bigger dude, I never had no self esteem issues. I never had no confidence, uh, low confidence or anything like that. Like, people. Couldn't understand it's just how shit they would say to me never affected me. I was always uh, beloved by friends, never had a problem dating or anything like that. It just, that stuff helped me. I never had a problem with talking to different people, speaking in groups. Uh, my mom, I used to go to trips all the time by myself where it would be going out of state and she didn't have no problem with it. She wasn't worried that I wasn't going to know how to ha- handle or, you know what I'm saying, um, Handle it, essentially. Well, you know how a lot of people go out of town and then they be going for like a week and they be like, I'm home, so I want to come home. That was never me. I lost my money. Right, or something like that. Yeah, like a lot of that stuff, those trips and stuff that we used to go on, that really built a lot of my qualities to the point where I was able to go to college. I was literally down here by myself. I had no friends. I had no family. And I was able to make it. And I've been living here for 10 years now, so... A lot of kids couldn't have did that. They would have got home, said, want to go back home. Mama, I want to come home. I miss your cooking. My mom didn't cook for me when I came home, so she didn't, she didn't want me to 
be saying something. You miss my cooking. Miss my cooking? Nigga, you getting that cook. You the one that be watching all the cooking shows. So, well, anyway, thanks, babe, for Maybe we should turn the TV off because you all into this. Uh, I'm not. I'm listening wars. to you. Well, I need you to put something in. This is. I'm gonna just start doing my solo joint. Cause you ain't helping. I'm helping. I told I'm you. I'm helping mine. you stay on time. I told you mine, and you told a long stories to say well, mantra I need you was tell the a thing. Long story every now and then. No, because we still gonna get into the BET thing, and that's gonna be forever. It's almost her bad time, ladies and gentlemen, so that's why she's rushing me. No, I'm not rushing. All right. So I just want to keep you on task. Next section here, because we're going to skip one of the segments here. We're going to move on to... What is the next section? I don't know, baby. You got me on. We're going to skip it and switch it around a little bit cause, so we can save the for the culture part last. For the culture part, is going to be talking about BET Do Better. So we're going to uh, <clears throat> hit them up with uh, Put You Up On Game. So it's a few shows that we've been watching in this last span of a week. It's a couple new ones and some little gems on Netflix. To start with that one, the confession tapes. Is that really a gem? That's a gem on the low low. That's not a gem. Why wouldn't you say it's a gem? It's a sad story. It's not necessarily sad. It's like, you know, well, it's not, I'm not going to say it's eye opening because we all know it's like that, but you didn't know it was that bad, though. Like, this is like first 48 on steroids. No, it's not. It is. No, it's, I don't think so. Because first 48, what is it about the interrogations? First 48, them people be guilty. Yeah, they be guilty. Without, without doubt. Well, this is, all right. This one, they don't First 48 is a parallel. I guess. I don't know. First first 48 to me is how it traditionally should go. Something happened. We scoured a neighborhood for witnesses to see if anybody saw what happened. Somebody steps forward and say, yeah, I seen Ray Ray up the block, heard gunshots, don't know such and such. But I know somebody who knows his name. I'll call and let you know. They find Ray Ray. Ray Ray come in. Of course he ain't do it. But he know who did. Then Ray Ray proceeds to tell them who did it. So. Really? <laughs> I'm going to let you go ahead and get that off again, babe. Because that was a horrible look. That was weak. I don't know what's going on with my body right now. Do it again. So yeah, Ray Ray, um, tell him what happened, and then they go get the guy and they interrogate him, either until he confessed or now they have enough evidence and an eyewitness to say this person was at the scene of the crime at this particular time. But on confession tapes, these people just be trying to close the case and go home. It don't matter if they got the right guy. It don't none of it. None of it matters. They'll sit there and interrogate you to the point where they convince you that you did the crime that you told them for a fact a couple hours ago that you know you didn't do. And put you in an interrogation for 10 hours just to make you feel... But the people... Oh my God, it's so crazy. You got to come back because you know your voice low sometimes. But, yeah, they... um. 
Really, babe? Obviously. They um have them in there and basically ask the same questions over and over. They reword the questions. And the saddest case to me was well, all Why of them. All of them sad. <laughs> Dang. But the sa- no, the saddest case to me is it was the lady whose daughter, to in my opinion, suicide. committed suicide by burning herself. Well, she didn't really burn. She died of um, smoke inhalation. And basically, they convinced the lady that she killed her daughter. And now she's in jail because she signed the confession. And well, she signed a, a confession that she didn't write. They wrote a statement for her and she signed it and confessed that she did it. But the way she was talking, she was like, if y'all say I did it, then maybe I I did do it. Such and such. It was just really, really it was horrible. It she was. was mourning the death of her daughter the same day that they interrogated her for all those hours. And pretty much just just made her say she did something that she said she didn't do. And it was just sad. It was so sad. Bro, when you got officers or detectives coming in saying either two things happen. Either you did it and you ain't telling us or either you did it or you don't remember. And, they and that's all the they're giving you. And then just the naivety, or is naivete? naivete, yeah, naivete, of a white woman who trusts the police. She feels like they're genuinely there to help her. Yeah, she that's what was that. really playing off in my mind the whole time we were watching it, because she just swore up and down that they were there to help her, not to find who, someone who's guilty for this case, essentially. And essentially, as for the most part, it was like they didn't want to do an investigation or an extended investigation on it. They're like, we got you. We got a good enough story against you, against you, and I'm pretty sure we can trick you into confessing on yourself. And they did. By the time it was all said and done, 10 hours in the investigate, uh, interrogation, she's in there saying some, well, like she sounded like she was high almost, like like they drugged she her. Was, okay. She was tired. If you she look at, if you actually examine the episode, when they show her in the interrogation room, they show you her with four different people. It's so, of course, you know that they have, when they interrogate you, they have your back up against the wall. In the corner. So, that it's a psychological thing where, like, you're, back, you're in a corner and a detective is, the like, going past him is the only way you can get out. Now, that's in the, the subconsciousness of your mind. You probably haven't even thought about it. But that's why they do it that way. And then when they get tired, they get to swap out. Somebody else comes in who's probably been semi-watching on the monitor or is abreast of the situation and pick right right back up where the first detective left off. But you have been sitting in this little plastic chair for 10 to however many hours mourning the death of your daughter with a man... Or men in your face telling you the only two options of this situation is you did it and you ain't saying you did it, or you did it and you can't. You remember. did it and you don't remember that you even did it. 
And I was just like, and they gave that as a feasible option for her. Yeah. A feasible option for her. But what I don't understand, as much as it sucks for all of the cases, like the group of guys in D.C. that they said murdered and sodomized this woman, and the police um, never uh, investigated a guy who was in the neighborhood who had a... Well, at that point, he he had a history of it at that point, but they mm-hmm. never looked into him. They just wanted it for political reasons to look like they cracked down on this wild gang who was doing you know, all these crazy activities. And some of the guys ended up pleading out when they know they didn't do it. Start telling them the and to try to save It was else. just a whole big mess. But the bottom line that I got, I finally got to a point where I was just like, yo, why does no one exercise their right to remain silent? I plead the one, two, three, four, five. And I don't know if it's because it's a situation like when you on a, when you see people on a game show and you just be like, oh my God, I know all the answers. I can get up there and win. And then you get up there and you clam up. Like, but I was like, if I would be in that, I'm not talking to you without a lawyer. Without a lawyer. And, the thing and I don't is, know. A lawyer. And I don't know if it's a cultural difference. Obviously. Well, no. It can't be a cultural difference because there's a whole bunch of young black men up there. They were just naive and didn't know. That was a young better. time, though. They were they were like kids almost. They were 17, 18. It was stemming from 13 all the way to 18. At 18 years old, you, you know, know enough about the world to but know. I'm a young black man them. in America. Ain't nobody about to take my son down to no damn police station. Yeah, that's what the lady said. She They came and got him and said they just needed to ask him a few questions. And you let them? Not my mama. Not my daddy. Not me. I'm looking at my mama like, you ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in the back of the car right with me. I'm in Crying. <laughs> like, no. And I don't know if it's just, a, it can't, it's not just the time we live in. It's not like we don't know in our culture that these things happen. But it's not it's even, I don't even 80s. think it's a, cultural thing i think it's just across the board these people are underpaid the city is underfunded and it's a thankless job and as long as they meet their quotas and get their numbers right then they keep a job they keep a job which leads us political yeah which leads us to another up on game y'all should check out this episode of um the Torrey show podcast he has two new york city cops who are actually suing the um the city i think and they're also still in the state for basically a systematic oppression like they have clear-cut cases of like sergeants and them um basically telling them to target certain areas for certain crimes just to incarcerate minorities so it's a lot of detail and backstory but check out that podcast if you're interested in stories like that. What's the next thing, babe? Um, listen to a couple of them. They're pretty good. He's he's a really good interviewer. Yeah, he's been a journalist for a long time. So He was on MTV, right? Yeah, and he was also on CNN. True. As a writer. All right. So, Tiana, keep that same energy. Did you like it? Yes or no? 
I'm going to say yes just because I'm always rooting for her. But my real feelings is nah, bro. I actually liked it. She got some really, really good songs on there. Gonna Love Me, the best song on there. Those three little songs in between that, like the intro, she could have kept that. Gonna Love Me, um, Hold On, Don't Let Me Go, and the other song after that. All the way to three where it's pretty good. Then that never would have made it kind of, uh, and then what's after that? The, and um, work that pussy or something. Work this pussy. Mm-hmm. She could have kept that one, but I get what they was trying to do. They were trying to get that fade vibe, but that wasn't it. I don't think it was a fade, but I think that was just a dance track for her personal uh, pleasures. To vote. Yeah, because she you. always be voting. She does. Before the three, I'll take that. That's a that's a dub. Shit. Why the three was... niggas only eight songs on the CD? Well, then I like five out of three. I mean, five out of eight. And it ain't really eight, because two eight. songs, one song is one minute, and the other song is two minutes. You put that together, that's three, so it's really Gonna sad. Love Me, by the way, needed another verse. It, it had another, another verse. verse. Well, I needed it, shit. But they didn't get it clear. <sighs> that's why she just need to leave good music and go independent. She got too much talent for them to keep screwing over. Screwing her over. They screwed over seven by not Which pushing it. Album. And that was just like, that was to me her miseducation. Like, that was a really, really good cohesive album. This one, it had potential I don't understand that. why they keep, he has it's the so same branding plan behind her as he does a rapper. Yeah, she do she is not a rapper. You cannot make a co- cohesive R&B album of eight songs if they're not a certain length. Because there well, are they're good, not cohesive. That too. <laughs> like, it needs to be an art to it. If an album is going to be that short, it needs to be an art. Like no climax in that whole album. All right, what else we got? Oh, uh, Love Is. You didn't talk about Love Is. Oh, Love Is, man. That's my new thing, man. That show. It's so good. It's like, it's like Love Jones, the show to me. Like, it really is. It's no poetry. But he has a poetic. Cadence to how you talk. First off, we've been waiting on Mike to blow. Yeah. What's his name? We Will. Mike. We keep it's calling Mike him Mike. His name is Mike Callie. Or his Will name Callie. is Will Callie. Damn, we keep calling him Mike Callie. It's Will Callie. His yeah, character Will. on this show that we found a long time ago on the internet, his name was Mike. Internet. And he just always been Mike. It's like the first time you see somebody in something. Mike Walker. Walker, Texas Ranger. It's real this time. Do you not see it? What? The spider. Oh, my. What are you, are you pointing at the computer? I no. thought someone was going to record. I'm pointing at this. <laughs> like, yeah. What happened? I'm like, please don't Bruce, tell me. Get up and go get that thing. thing. I can't see it. Is that right there? Yes. Yeah. It's not, Bruce. Go get a napkin, please. I'm watching it crawl across the floor. Bruce took me out of the hood and moved me into the jungle, y'all. Welcome to the jungle. Ain't no jungle. Damn, it's a big spider. Oh, I thought it won't no spider. Uh, See? You felt bro, it in your fingers. You knew it's a big ass spider when you hit that bitch crunch when you squeeze it, bro. I didn't put my peppermint oil down. That's what I was smelling the other day. You walked in here and it was mad peppermint oil. 
Cause I was gonna, I was gonna, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Um, what were we talking about before the spider really interrupted our Love podcast? This. this was the not a false. TV right uh, now. This wasn't a false one this week. Last week it was a false, false it was spider. False alarm. Alert. But yeah, Love Jones is really good. We're going to have a spider cameo every episode. <laughs> no, we not. You need to be looking for him. I don't be looking. I just saw something moving out of the corner of my eye. The damn carpet ain't supposed to be moving. No, it's not. We don't live in no fun house. <laughs> not like that. Anywho, on the show, the girl is a writer for a TV show called Marvin. And it's like, a play on Martin, and it is so cute. And the it movie, the cute. show is based in the nineties. It is. It's actually a, the whole show is actually a flashback mm-hmm. of a couple doing a documentary that's called Love Is, and they're pretty much explaining their love story. So you'll see them when they're older; they look about fifty, mm-hmm. about in their fifties, and then it'll flashback to them when they were younger. When they were younger. Courtney. And basically, it ties in the the topic of whatever they're interviewing on that episode. It's a really cute little show. Own Own did a good job picking that one. The couple who who produced it and write it, or who created it, they they got one. We here for it. It's a really really good show. Watch it. But this is a great segue into BET Do Better. Cause you saying own really got it this time. I mean, own don't miss. Yeah, Oprah know what she doing. <sighs> BET. Did you watch like the BET Awards? Like dear white people. Did we you watch, watch the BET Awards? No, I didn't watch it. I heard about it. I mean, they don't really do bad on the BET. The hip hop awards and the BET awards are really, really good what award do you shows. Mean? They're really good award shows. They don't really do too bad on. They are. They're good award shows, in my opinion. I don't know. When you, I don't know. I grew up idolizing the Grammys. So that's probably just apples and oranges. Yeah, I grew up idolizing the Swiss Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Which aren't even still Y'all around. Y'all ain't got love for death, bro. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. You don't even remember that. What? You don't even remember that. I do remember that. How old were you? I was young as hell, but I remember. How old were you? I was probably like four. You don't remember that at four. I do remember that at four. Why are you watching the Source Awards at four? Brittany. Bruce, now that we know each other. There's a lot of things that I watched because I lived in the house with older kids. You was the oldest kid in your house, Brittany. No, and I also had a mom and a dad who was just like, no, you're not watching the Source Awards at four. For what? You were the oldest kid in the house. If you had an older brother or sister that was watching it, you probably would have watched it with them. Think about that. Mm Mm-mm. You got to go out the room. Anyway, okay. I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, so BT Award Show is not that bad. They don't do that bad. They really don't. They could do a lot worse. Trust me. I've seen bad award show shit. Um, like who? Like the Stellas. The Stellas don't be bad. It's not even really there for the awards. You're there for the performances. Shonda. But the BET Awards always get it right, especially with their tributes. They've always done. They it right. do get good tributes. They always do it right with the tributes. Because we ain't gonna. And they always they give it to the people before they pass away. Good tributes, because they tributed Anita Baker, and the only reason they messed up with that is they did not get Layla Hathaway or to Tony sing. Braxton. 
Yes. They never get Tony Braxton for freaking Anita Baker. It made me feel like they got beef or something. When did they? Um, no. It was the Soul Train Awards too. That did Anita Baker. Was a and they didn't do Tony. They got yeah, good they got people, Tamia. Tamia was a good pick though, because Tamia has that voice. She did really good on that song. But yeah, everybody that they got was pretty good. I don't know why they don't never get Tony for Anita and they Anita the is damn the girl one. from. The Love Jones song, like a penny with a hole in it, and had her sing. Now she was up there singing her ass on, but it was like, What the hell did y'all find? <laughs> she won't do nothing. Tony is booked. Yeah, right. Tony was booked. Tony is booked out here. The girl with the penny and the hole in it just lost that penny. She's just trying to fill the hole. They say I'm hopeless, like a penny with a hole in it. And you ain't heard nothing else that lady done sang. I didn't even know who she was till you said something. Come anyway, on, stay right. on task now. Look, you the one that went into the whole awards. I wasn't even trying to talk about that shit because I ain't see it. And I can't knock something I ain't see because a lot of people said good things about it. Okay, I was just asking, did you watch it? Did you see it? They said that Daniel Caesar and her performance was really, really good too. I mean, did we really expect anything less? This is true. You know how I feel about They're getting Daniel it right, Caesar. man. They've been getting it right. I will say that's one thing they get. That's right. the only thing they get. They right. get it right every year. And then they got their little cypher shit with the hip hop awards. That's they get that right. All right. Anyway, um, BT. All right. So, Brittany brought this to my attention from a post that she saw. Explain the post, B, because you you the Instagram. Uh, you you work the socials. I do the socials. I did my Google, John. But um, yeah, it was a post basically saying like. All of the things that BT should be doing. It was this girl who Amanda Seals reposted a girl's post and was like, BT out here not using their powers for good. They should be having like black cooking shows. They should be having home interior shows or like uh house flip shows. They should be having um new upcoming sitcoms. And then as I'm sitting here reading it, I'm thinking about all these different, like, I guess, new shows or they just missing about, the mark. All right. This is what They're you told me mark. that, babe. This is what I instantly thought about. All the different networks I watch to fulfill my television needs or just for what is interesting to me. Right. You know what I mean? All the things that are interesting. When that's supposed to be what BET is. We watch HGTV. We watch YouTube. We watch uh, Vice and shit like that. It's just, you got to get all these different television channels and then television channels that you can't even get like Revolt and Vice for that matter Mm -hmm. to get your culture fixed. And they talking about they part of the culture. But all you seeing on motherfucking BET every night is baby fucking boy. <laughs> what's on there right now? Let's see what's on there right now. Grab the remote. I bet you it's a bogus ass movie right now, probably. Watch it be something you like. I mean, you gonna watch the movie. I'm not knocking <laughs> it. You gonna get you gonna watch the movie because they play cult classics. When they play uh five heartbeats. BET. I showed Right, they had a whole week of five heartbeats. Boomerang. Boomerang. You can't not watch Boomerang. Marcus. I don't have any pennies. (laughs) You are sweet. And see, this is why they keep playing. Because they know you're going to watch it. My cool ass going to watch this damn movie. I love this movie. I love Eddie Murphy. 
<laughs> I love Eddie Murphy movies. But no, for real, movies. y'all. When I was oh, yeah, reading nice. that post, I was like, when a girl was like, they should be having house um, flipping champ shows. And I, I instantly thought about the, um, the black, black military couple on HGTV. I hope they bring them back because they were really, really cute. They um, met each other in Iraq and they got married and when they came home and got out of the military, they started flipping houses. That would be cute. And then I was saw um, Aisha Curry. Like, even before she got her show, her cooking show. That's what we show, watched last night. Yeah. yeah. But before she got her cooking show, she was doing, like, um, YouTube clips, like, YouTube short videos. I was like, bro, BET should really pick that up. I mean, she's young. She's, like... She's a good role model. People would definitely watch it. We out here buying her recipe books and getting her. It's not HelloFresh, but she got her own like door service HelloFresh style um, cooking box that you can order. And I'm saving up to get her whole uh, her whole cookware set. I want all the pieces cohesively all together. Because we cooks out here, y'all. And I'm just thinking about all the different things, and then I'm like, yo. If they could hook up with Black and Sexy and bring uh, Roomy Lover Friends, they had it there. But they put that jank up there like midnight. Ain't nobody watching that. That'd be a nice little 8 o'clock sitcom. Give them a budget. That you can um, find the same way BET did with Issa Rae Insecure when she had Awkward Black Girl on um, YouTube. YouTube. They took it. What did I say? Oh, yeah, HBO. They took it. They gave her a budget. They revamped it. They realized that we are missing this avenue in our programming. Why is it power on on BET? They probably don't got the budget for power. But But it's just just like everything that they could be doing, they're not doing. Just think how much money and how much budget... They, I mean, how much money they would be able to put into these different budgets if they would just start off with one, yeah, with one, you know what I mean? And then, cause you think about it, all these channels now are bringing in More. black stuff because they realize they have a black mm. viewership. It's not even black; it's just underrepresented, right? And things like you got shows now like Pose, which well, is the L, um. Was it LGBTQ plus? KBC. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. It's a lot of letters. That's why you just say LBGTQ plus. Huh? We can't say the gays, can we? No, because not all of them consider themselves gay. I just told you. I don't want to offend nobody. I just told you what to say. LGBTQ plus. I'm going to say the community. You got to add the plus. You got to add the plus? Yes. God damn. A, B, C, G, um, L, G, B, T, Q, plus. Plus. Yes. What's the plus? It's all the other I was going to say what, what they have. No, because it's a lot of, like, if Let you. Let me stop. Cause if you listen to, to um, I forgot. I think Lena Waithe was doing an interview, and she actually went through the other letters. I don't remember them when I first, like, got educated on it. It was just LGBT. And then they did Q and then they did I think it was I or N. Whatever the other letters was after that, this girl told me just say plus after LGBT Q and then you covered it all. So that's what I started doing respectfully. 
Anywho, they have a lot more representation. You got um on Netflix, you got so much like there's so many creators or creatives in different areas that there should be no shortage of programming, fresh programming to put on, on your BET. And it's just like you are BET. This is what you stand for. It's like Oprah Winfrey not having any inspirational stuff on her channel. She is Oprah Winfrey, the inspirer. So that's what she does. If y'all not going to show videos, don't be showing these Don't show videos. Don't nobody watch videos. And I'm like... Nobody sits down and watch videos. If they want to see a video, we go to YouTube. Give us something that we're not getting on YouTube. It's just like you dropping the ball. Like, whoever their uh, well, strategic just left. manager, uh, they're just not a st- strategic marketer. That's what it is. Ain't strategic one. Strategic marketing uh, president or she out the or lunch. It is. Them mugs, uh, they, they need to get it together. Because all they keep doing is revamping these fucking sports show, shows like The Game and Hit the Floor. And then they, bro, and then the crazy thing about it, they keep coming out with these new shows, that their original content, and it's missing the mark. Like, get something that already has a viewership and give them that budget. Like the quad. And then when they had that damn, um, the Black Shaft girl, that that shit didn't work. Oh, I forgot Remember about that? her. We now they got the one from Lawyer. It just didn't look interesting. It's kind of like Superfly. Superfly, as much as we really wanted to watch it for the culture, just because we want them to continue to make black movies, they didn't make the shit look interesting. Well, we didn't know what Superfly was. I didn't like Superfly, the original one. We didn't know how he made his money in the new one until like a week before the movie came out. Cryptocurrency. I mean, mean, they try to modernize it. It's, It's clever. Black people don't know enough about Bitcoin to be making a fortune. They tried to know enough about it. <laughs> and by the time we got on it, we already had missed it. It was too late. But BET, man, if you're listening, dear BET, <laughs> do, do better. What y'all say saying y'all got, got us? Y'all don't. It's a vibe. It That's ain't. not. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's still BET Her. BET Her be on it. And it's funny because BET Her Centric. is. BET got everything that I want. Centric is BET. Used her. to have G Garvin and then that other black uh, cook show. And we used to watch that. Bring it back. And then G Garvin was like, fuck y'all, I'm going to Food Network because y'all cut my show off. <laughs> we want to watch cooking shows. We want to watch travel shows. We want to see a black person that's out eating bizarre food, y'all. We do. Because we watched Andrew Zimmerman eat it all the damn time. And. If we saw a black person out there, we we will believe it a little bit more. You know who they should have just got? Who? Nori. Nori, right? On the way. Yeah, like Joe Button podcast should be on BET. That's no. the new BET. The no. ba- uh, uh, the basement with Tigger, Rap no. City. Jesus and Mero should have definitely. And guess what? Been on BET. And guess what? Where they at now? HBO. HBO. Right? No, sen- no Showtime. Wait. Yeah, Charlamagne going to HBO. Charlamagne going to HBO. And how y'all going to let these damn movie channels get the one up on y'all? And they're not coming back. That's the pinnacle. They're not coming back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So y'all done missed it. That's why you need to grab you. And think look. about it. 
if they would, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to cut you off. But if they would have went to BET, they probably would have never left. Because the viewership would have been there. Yeah. They wouldn't have left. And the budget would have been there. Even but they if keep HBO would have came knocking on the door, I don't door, understand like, how they keep missing the mark when the formula is already so existing. So plain is dead. The formula is already out there. Go scour the internet. Instagram, YouTube. See who got these followers. The Davy Davis give them a something. Show on, uh, BET. <laughs> that really, really would be cute. We just gave y'all a plug. If y'all give, give them something. That's already, already with a base audience. It's the same concept when I was talking about. What were we talking about yesterday, babe? When I was talking about um the Incredibles. When I was like, oh, we was watching the conspiracy theory on uh, YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. But I was talking about um no. When I was mm-hmm. talking about how the Incredibles already had a built-in audience. So oh, if yeah, yeah. if no parents brought their kids. To watch the Incredibles two movie, it would have still made ago. money because it the first one came out when I was younger, and we went and saw that Jane. It came out on Wednesday. We went Thursday night after work, and we're excited. And it was a lot of adults in there. It was probably same six kids to- in, Toy the movie, Story, the same in the movie in the movie theaters. But they knew that they already had that niche audience, and then they can engraft new people because it's a kids movie. So of course, parents are going to bring their kids out. Same thing happened with Finding Dory. Same thing that happened with all the Toy Stories, and that's pretty much the same thing that happened with again Easter Ray and Insecure. She had a following with Awkward Black Girl, and granted, I didn't know about Awkward Black Girl, I but I had I heard about it. I just never took the time out to watch it. They gave her a budget, gave her a good writing staff. She brought some new talent in. And now she's like... You got the hottest show on television. The hottest show on. And then once she go off, the shot come back around with Lena Way, mm-hmm. And she out here flourishing. Like, and their options... folks would love to work with y'all. And there's, it's like, for real, I don't even know. You got black folks sending their stuff straight to Netflix. Black folks would love to work with BET. And I know for a fact that Issa Rae and Numa and all with Black and Sexy reached out to BET. They tried. I know for a fact Numa, Numa and Black and Sexy did because they got uh, they got Roomy Love and Friends on it. But like I said, they played that jank at midnight. They, they, they didn't do it right. First off, they played them straight from the YouTube the thing about it is, you got to do the shit like how HBO did with with Aqua Black Girl. You take the idea and you give them a budget and tell them, all right, we're going to rewrite for this for the people who didn't see it. Yeah, and even if even you if use... Even if the people who did see it. Even if you use some of the same... Uh, characters, storylines. Characters, storylines, plots, all of that we're stuff. We're here for it. Because it's a glow up, we're going to watch and it. And it has the name attached to it. The thing about it, even when we was like watching television yesterday, babe, and we saw we was watching Aisha Curry, then right after that, Tia Maui or Tamara was it Tia or Tamara? That's Tamara. Tamara Maui came on with her show. Wait, wait, wait. no, Tia. That's Tia. Tia Sorry. came on with her show, her cooking show. Yeah. And then after that, it was another black cooking show. It's just like all these black cooking shows, and it was all on own, right? Yes. My thing is, if you had Aisha Curry and Tia Maui, these familiar faces. 
and you say, yeah, we got the new cooking show coming on BET in June, everybody's going to be here for it. Right. Because it has the familiar face with it already. And you get that viewership there. Just think if Insecure would have came out on BET with Issa Rae backing it. That's a familiar face. You're bringing her whole audience. HBO and, and Showtime, they got this because they grabbing the people with the biggest audiences and bringing them to their station already with the viewership that they already have for all their other shows that they got. Right. Shit, TBS is doing better than goddamn um, BET right what now. Claws. Why wouldn't Claws be on fucking BET? I was about to say, there's another show. I don't AMC. remember. I don't remember who. It might have been. AMC doing better. I don't remember. With Walking Dead, they had Breaking Bad. It's just like, y'all got all these black writers, directors, producers. Why um Spike Lee got to take, she got to have it to Netflix when he could have bought it to BET. Right. What are y'all not doing right now? And then y'all getting all your money off these biopics. Which is good. I'm all here for yeah, that. Yeah, they do good biopics. They do good biopics. They but do I'm like, good. y'all could do so biopics, much more. They do good. Black Girls Rock, uh, Women Empowerment, Jank, and they also do good uh, tributes. Award shows. award shows. That's all y'all good for. And then y'all play movies throughout the rest of the week. So, to put a button on this, BET just do better. If you say you got us, then have us. Yeah, Don't be right. out here like the boyfriend who said he coming to take you to dinner. Be ready by six, sexy, and <laughs> it's ten thirty, and he ain't even called to say he late. Enjoy yourself. What did what did Future say to that girl? Damn, I don't even know. Shows what I remember. <laughs> what did he say? I'm good, love, or something like Enjoy that. Yourself, Enjoy yourself. Enjoy love. Enjoy. That's what it was. I'm good. Enjoy. Enjoy love. All right, she tried to play Future. <laughs> you, I was really trying to do some music. Oh, the all right. fuck. Anyway, you flew your way out for music. So we kind of got to talk about this damn dash situation a little bit. B. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, y'all. I'm trying to help Monique out. <laughs> I want to be here for her. I'm here for her. I feel like I'm that's here. how I remain. I was rooting for you. <laughs> we were all rooting for you. you. Believed in me. <laughs> <laughs> I say the last that. Let's be uh, bring it on, babe. Oh yeah, that is bring it on. You believe in me, but um, yeah. So from the beginning, I'm probably one of the few people who loved the Parkers. Like, I used to I watch that show. I never watched that show. All anymore. the time. Oh, I, I probably seen almost every episode. But I was a Monique fan. Still am. When all the stuff happened between, like, her, Lee Daniel, uh, Tyler Perry, and what's the other dude? Dame Dash. No. Her, Lee, Tyler. Oh, it's Oprah. It wasn't a dude. My bad. When all of that happened... I was thinking like, dang, Three kings. she about to go down for telling the truth. I really, really believed everything she said in that interview she did with Roland Martin around the time. And she basically explained this in a nutshell. Precious was a low budget film. When you're shooting a low budget film, most of the time you take a flat rate beforehand and then you are contracted for a percentage of income afterwards. The same way Get Out 
was a low budget film. Lil Rel did an interview basically um, with the Rockfest Club, and of course Charlamagne was being a bird, asking him how much money he made from it. Being a bird. <laughs> he was. Being a bop. And um, <laughs> he basically was like, I got paid before the film, but I get residuals. That's basically what Gross. it is. So, depending on how much money the movie grosses, you get a certain percentage of that from the grossing of it. Point system. Now, going back to the Monique situation, her um, contract was set up like that, according to her in this Roland Martin interview. Basically, she was scheduled to do a U.S. press run for the movie. Of course, people didn't think, or Lee didn't think that Precious was going to blow up the way it did. I don't know why, because it was a New York best time, New York Times best-selling author's book. A lot of people read that book, so of course they're going to run to the movie and go see them, um, and go see it. I don't think I ever seen the movie Disclaimer. I just couldn't. Be oh, Precious! It. I um, it didn't even look like something I'd be interested. I tried in. to read the book. But if you've ever read the book Push uh, by Sapphire, the book is written how Precious talks in the beginning of the movie in very broken English with like an elementary school uh, grading level. So when you read it, you feel stupid. (laughs) But as she learns and grows, the writing becomes more clear. Hmm. Very, very clever. But it could have went way left if there wasn't an audience of people who were just dedicated to reading books. Anywho, so Monique does the U.S. press run, and it goes big international. They want her to do an international press run. She ain't trying to do it. She said it was a conflict in her schedule, and she wasn't obligated to do the U.S. I mean, to do the international press run. So she didn't change her schedule around, which to me makes sense. If I told you I was gonna do a hundred days. And I did my 100 days. Don't come on day 101 asking me to do something extra because the answer is going to be no. Especially if I have something else scheduled. Yeah, and then they weren't paying her the back end. Of what she was promised. No, I thought she said she got paid what she was promised. She won't, well, yeah, that technically is a promise. She got the principal. She didn't get the residual. All right, she didn't get her point. So she was like, until I get that, I really ain't doing nothing for y'all. And that was how it ended. And the reason Tyler Perry and Oprah got into the situation is because Lee Daniels tried to get them to talk her into going. And she won't have it. So I'm just like, I'm just like, dang, yeah. That's messed up. And then, dang. no. And then she came out with the Netflix thing. Oh, yeah. And I was like, bruh, oh, uh, Monique, come on now. I'm trying to root for you. I'm pleading my case. She had a good point with the Netflix point, though. But we're not boycotting Netflix. Oh, yeah. And no, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't. She kind of did. Gender bias and race bias. I, well, I'm not talking about. And then I'm not talking about her reasons for boycotting. The whole boycott I did was silly. About her saying that she deserved more money. She did deserve more yes. money. Yes. <laughs> but this is the thing. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta play, the game. play the game. I said that too. You gotta play too, the game. I, I was saying that too about something else that we were talking about that yesterday, but I can't remember. There's a personal situation. 
where someone I know is getting undervalued and they know they're getting undervalued but you just gotta wait it out and then you can hit them across the head the next time around that was my thing so anywho that happened and then the Dame Dash thing happened when he pressed Lee Daniels about his two million and Lee Daniels told him we'll talk later Dame so that let everybody know this nigga really do owe him two million dollars well I mean Lee even said that he owed him yeah he said I just need to go ahead and pay him how long has Precious been out how long has the butler been out been over 10 years that Precious been out how long the butler been out? And that wasn't even the first movie that he helped. They playing um, the butler. Um, it was his. It was a movie before Precious that he helped with. Oh really? Movies. Yes. It was Lee Daniels' first movie. I can't remember what it's called though. It was some shit I ain't watch. Anywho. The hunt. The hunters. I don't know. The huntsman or something. Anywho, like that. he should have been paid that man his money back. He done made well over two million dollars, especially with the whole Empire situation. He done built the empire, and you walk around here still owing the man. You Lucius Lyons. Pretty much. I ain't never seen it, but it just sounded like something good to say. Um, But, yeah. So then I'm like, dang. Finally, Monica has some credibility. Like, Lee ain't just presenting himself. Uh, Lee ain't just presenting himself as this scot-free dude and making her look like, look crazy out here. Then... She goes and she does the most, I don't even know the word for it, pumpkin. What's the word? Uncouth. Yeah. For lack of a better word, uncouth. That's a really good word. She records a conversation with Tyler Perry and it gets, quote, air quotes, leaked to the public. And I'm just like, bro. Uh, we trying to be here for Your you. character is already questionable. And the crazy part about you it, You ain't scot-free. Was. You was just about to come out of the woodworks. Like people was just let Dame story. Simmer. Why is my little brother used to people say? People was turning around. They was. People was turning around. If you would have oh. seen the comment section, they'd be like, maybe Monique <laughs> did have a point. A point. <laughs> Told y'all Monique won't lie. We won't cancel on Netflix, though. That was what I put up there. But I was just like, bro, all you had to do was shut up. Shut up, bro. And it would have came around that you could have released your comedy show. It would have been funny. You would have talked about all this. Yes. That's my thing. And we would have seen you on BET. All you had to do was be quiet and write some good jokes. What my nigga Pimsy say? You need to take a lesson. Monique need, Monique needs to take a lesson from Beyonce. I see what she needs to take a lesson from Beyonce. Beyonce out ain't out here doing press runs trying to clear up nothing. She dropped a song with one line in it. Of course, stuff goes down when there's a million dollars in the elevator. And everybody was like, ah! And it's perceived as art. Crowd went wild. Her mm-hmm. and her husband just made a whole compilation album about the, how they fell in love, fell out of love, and fell back in. Bro, these niggas done did the full and that's circle it. on y'all niggas. And y'all bought it. And, and the Carters. We're not talking about them. Well, I'm just saying. Can we be focused? 
I'm just saying they pulled they pulled wool over y'all eyes. But go ahead, babe. You almost had me for that one, babe. And she ran. She just do. Okay, I'll I'll wrap it up. She just should have been quiet. She should have wrote some good jokes about it. She should have released her little um special on YouTube on YouTube Red, and we could have watched it for two dollars. And you would have been back in the game. Moral of the story. Keep your mouth shut sometimes. The end. Why this person said nothing? Something like that. <laughs> All right. Next topic. I'm over it. The Carters. Oh, yeah. We haven't had a podcast since the album dropped. And we got to talk about Scorpion, but I will probably say Scorpion. What is Scorpion? I'm going to listen to it one more. How dare you? Oh, that's Drake's album? That shows you how much I listen. I probably got through 13 songs. You said you listened to it. I said I didn't finish it. But you said, what's Scorpion? Okay, are we going to talk about uh the Carter? The Carter's really pulled one on y'all. Like, I feel like that was the biggest, the best strategic marketing I've ever seen in my life. Of course it was strategic. Do so, they do she ever do anything that's not? These niggas she she dropped lemonade. Introspective. Transparent, talking about what Jay-Z done did. Everybody hate Jay-Z. How dare you cheat on Beyonce? And this Jay-Z. nigga came back. Well, let me tell my side of the story. You know what? I ain't even gonna tell my side of the story. This is my apology. This is my sorry for 2004 exactly. <laughs> so essentially he basically apologized through that whole album then and dropped a little bit of jewelry the crazy thing about it was you had the diehard Jay-Z fans that was going to listen to it just cause and then you had the Beehive that was going to listen to it based on the review saying that he's talking about Beyonce somebody said something about Beyonce and we got to listen to it so they listened to it so that viewership alone put them over the moon so then when he did his little apology, then you get people, you had two sides of the spectrum. You had people who hated Jay-Z still, and then you had people who sympathized with him a little bit and were like, it's okay, Jay, we, we love you. You know, As long as she love you, we like you. Whatever. Next thing you know, they on the run. They get a tour together. You got Jay-Z fans at a Beyonce concert, and Beyonce fans at a Jay-Z concert. Then, what happened after that? The album dropped. Well, they did two on-the-run tours. But this was before. That was before. Or was it the on-the-run tour before 444? Yeah. Okay. And it was before Eliminate. Right. But my thing is, then they they go on-the-run again, showing all this black love. We done reconciled everything. We're together. Everything is good. And then they come out with everything is love. And then the shit just blew up. Because it's just like, all right, we had our trouble. He apologized. We did a... Second wedding, essentially, he had to redo his vows, and now we're bringing it back together, and everything is all great. We're gonna make an album together, and we're gonna be known as the Carters from here on out. And we're doing this together, and people so here for it. It's Black Love, it's J and B. This this is goals, and I'm like, they ate that shit. Up. What if they're not really together no more? You think they could ever break up? Nah. For one, they can never break up. Two, they're together because they just. They're together. But if they if they weren't, 
it would make more sense for them to stay and act like they are. Yeah. That's getting married for pedigree. <laughs> it's not pedigree. Well, not pedigree, but... It's a social thing. Figuratively speaking. That's what I'm saying. It's, figuratively speaking, it's like they're better off... As a couple. As a couple than they would be apart. Well... He's better off as a couple. Because <laughs> Beyonce <laughs> wouldn't keep coming for Jay, bro. I mean, look, I ain't knocking him. I was never a Jay Z. Lemonade, fuck Jay. I was never a huge Jay Z fan from the beginning. I liked a lot of his songs, but you already know I don't really listen to rap. So. Jay yeah. t- and Jay I'm not even a huge Beyonce fan either. Jay is at the pinnacle. I just like good. I like. Good music. Precision and excellence. And, and when something is executed her. well, I like, I just feel like we already had this conversation when I talked about Beach Ella. So, yeah, whatever. What's up? What we got next, babes? Uh, I think that's everything. We went over everything that was on the. Uh, the if you say. Uh, I'll say the docket. Can you talk about. um? LeBron James. We did talk about LeBron James, and he ain't on the docket. Okay, I mean, it just happened yesterday. I just put LeBron James in there. You hear me talk about it? You forgot it? That quick? About him going to the Lakers? You just did. So you just missed that. I thought you didn't say that part. Wow. You see what I'm saying, people? But anyway. I be here sometimes, y'all. Say bye to the people, babe. Oh, that's it? We done? Yeah, we done. We're going to wrap it up for y'all. We're going to try to make it a little bit. It's funny because we hyped this up. Like, this is going to be a long one. You hyped it up. We don't, we don't pace for a normal time, so it ain't nothing. I'm chill. Crazy. I don't hype nothing. You no was rushing expectations. You was rushing me, though. Cause. But, hey, on, on, on a serious note, I'm loving the viewership or the listen. Listenership? The listeners. I'm loving the listeners. <laughs> Um, Loving we're doing really, really good, y'all. Keep it, keep it alive for us, and please share the podcast. If you're my family, if you're my friend, if you just if you don't random, like him, if you don't even like me, it. or you like B, and you don't like me, and you hate what I say, or you hate what she says, whatever the case is, Nobody please still share hate what I say. Please still share. <laughs> Because we're trying to get out there. I mean, we ain't trying to, you know, get famous or nothing. But we just, we want to share this to the world. We want to make something big here. All right. I ain't going to fuck it. When you got kids, they going to be like, Mom, he lecturing us again. I'm like, look. I like lectures. I done sat through many My favorite classes were the classes that I You should write at the source. Because when you talk, you'll be like, yes. Why would I write at the source? Because you'll be like. I just want to explain to you what's happening. See, I want to tell you what's going on. We just want to let y'all know and keep you abreast of the situation. Well, what is it, God dang it? Because you done said nothing three times. And then you'd be like, the water was cold. All that build up <laughs> for just She's supposed to love nothing. me, y'all. I do love him. It's cool. I do. She loves me, though. That's why I can take the criticism from her. I appreciate you, babe. I'm just saying on, that's what you do. I work on getting to the You point. don't even have to work on it. I think it's funny. Right. Because that would be my thing. Because I'd be just like, 
Nigga, get there. I can zone out and zone back in. I ain't missing nothing. And the point of it all was that we was getting to the point where we were at the edge See, of trying to figure it. out what was really now. going on. You can't even do it intentionally. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. But anyway, no, son. Right. Keep, keep, the, keep, the, keep, the, keep the momentum going. Y'all you can hit us. Dang, can I get an email address? See or no? Thanks, pal. Um, yeah, you can hit us up at at com if you got any questions, comments, or concerns. You can't say the. It is the. It's oh, it's the. the. Sorry, y'all. It's not T-H-E-E, and it's, it's not following T-H-E. a vowel, so it doesn't say the. It's C- the. Okay, Mr. College Education. I'm just saying, people saying all the shit all the time. I just don't understand. I gotta have my one moment, nigga. You be up here, nigga. Rosetta Stone in my ass. <laughs> you know so it's English. T H E Couples Therapy Podcast. And somebody said we might need at therapy. gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, but love, love. Maybe the show ain't for you. I don't know. You don't need no therapy. It ain't about giving you therapy. It's about more so just being real. We're just being real. This is real couple Boy, stuff. So late. Get out the past. Watching me walk away. You want it back. I know. I know, yeah. I know. Heard you been asking my friends about me. Trying to see where I've been. Trying to see you one week. Trying to slide back on the slit. Yeah, I know you mad and you feelings. Yeah. You were sleeping on the kid. Yeah. Now I got you feeling sick. And you madder than a bitch. Yeah. Oh, you messed up. Now you back like a boomerang. Tables turn up, believing in fairy tales. Wait, no, yeah, wait, no, Cupid. Guess it was all in my mind. I was just wasting my time. Hoping that you come back around to your senses. So much for wasteful thinking. You push me to my limit. And I ain't coming back. Boy, believe that. You did enough. You can't do no more to break my heart.